Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. Amanda and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 26 for me and season 22 for Amanda. And this is day 17 of season 94. Our first question asks, where essentially was the treaty by which the European Union was formed? Uh, what city was that uh, done in? Uh, specifically a Dutch city. Uh, which led me, something in my brain retained that this was the Treaty of Maastricht. Mm. Uh, I believe that it's that Maastricht is still used as kind of a uh, substitute word for like the EU leadership or parliament or whatever. So okay. like, uh, especially in a negative way, like when people talk about, you know, going to Maastricht and showing those bureaucrats what for and such. Okay. I feel like I've seen that in... Uh, specifically UK political news because oh. they've elected a, uh, a couple of real ugh, to, to send <laughs> to the EU parliament who were like expressly elected on a platform of we hate the EU and we want to break Britain away from it. Huh. Okay. Like um, they're currently that or previously I believe, before Brexit? Well, I, I think before Brexit. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Nigel Farage, I believe, oh, was guy. one of them. Yes. Um, so yeah, I've, I, I think they use Maastricht as the, I think metonym is the word for that. Yeah. Um, but I just, I just, I, I've remembered that it was the Treaty of Maastricht that created the EU. So okay. I knew that one. Yeah, I did not oh. know that one. Um, this was down to thinking about what cities in, uh, uh, the Netherlands I can name mm -hmm. and not picking Amsterdam because that was too obvious. Okay. Um, so I thought of Amsterdam, I thought of Rotterdam, and then I came to Potsdam and I thought that sounds like a good place for, you know, as far as a Dutch city where an agreement was made, um, <laughs> which it wasn't this agreement, um, but that's what I put down. And then of course looked it up and it's the agreement after World War II that, mm. that rearranged Europe yeah. accordingly. So, um, I wasn't out of the ballpark. Yeah. Uh, but it was definitely a foul ball. Oh. <laughs> because it was Maastricht. Yes. Question two asks us, what movie had the tagline, In Space No One Can Hear You Scream? Yes, and it is uh, rather annoyingly called a singular 1979 <laughs> horror movie, um, which, you know, if I didn't already know that Alien was that movie that won the Academy Award for Best Visual Effects, then the singular part mm -hmm. uh, certainly hammered it home because yep. I wasn't going to put Aliens or Alien 3 or mm -hmm. any of the, the sequels uh, as a result. So, um, yeah, the, and, you know, singular, of course, fits it as a descriptor for the uniqueness of the special effects, for their innovative nature, um, and for their extremely effective creepiness. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, this uh, was definitely Alien, so that's what I put down. Yep. Uh, yeah, I zeroed this one because both mm -hmm. of my opponents had a fairly high film score, and I thought this one was oh, yeah. a comparatively easy one. I would um, agree. So yes, I, I also immediately uh, said Alien. Yeah, I gave this a one and a zero to yeah. my respective opponents. Yep. Fun fact about Alien, it was the first movie to officially pass the Bechtel test. Ah, yes. Uh, in that when... Uh, Alison Bechtel first wrote about the test, which she actually attributed to another friend um, in her comic strip, Dykes to Watch Out For. 
the joke was this was like the mid 80s that this character was explaining this test that she uh, used on movies and said the last movie i saw in a theater was alien right and by and by that point it had been many years uh, since another movie could possibly have passed that test yes and i have to note that you know we discussed this a little Mm -hmm. bit uh, prior to podcasting and i had to make sure and clarify that it was the first movie noted to have passed yes. the Bechdel test. Not the first Not movie that ever every, made. <laughs> every movie before 1979 didn't, although that wouldn't really surprise me either. Mm. So, um, so yes, that is that is a very fun fact about uh, a, a very good movie. Okay. Question three asks us uh, for the names of two economic sectors that are part of the... Uh, Dow Jones Composite Average, which incorporates the Industrial Average and along with two others. For some reason, as I was reading this, I thought transportation. I thought the Dow Jones Transportation Average. That doesn't sound like a thing. It really does. Is transportation a section, a sector of the economy? Yes, it's a fairly important one. Like mm-hmm. truck driver is, I believe, the most common uh, job amongst americans really yeah like more americans are truck drivers huh. as their primary work than anything else interesting or something so, like that i could be completely wrong on this but or maybe it's like the you know fastest growing or some it, it's some notably large employment sector sure, sure. Um, so i thought okay well yeah that, that kind of makes sense and then i'm you know thinking about it over the course of the morning and thinking that just doesn't that doesn't sound right like for instance walmart that's the largest company in america Mm-hmm. it's not an industrial company uh-huh. it's not really a transportation company sure it's a, it's a retail company it's a you could commercial call it a commercial company, company. Yeah. so is it one of those is it the, is one of the other dow joneses the dow jones retail average or the dow jones commercial average and then i got to thinking you know really you could comfortably ensconce walmart in the dow jones transportation average because they're a logistical company Mm. that's the the main reason that they yeah. got as big as they did mm-hmm. so even if you don't count walmart at all and for all i know it's not in the dow jones at all i don't know what's in the dow jones it is uh, oh, okay. okay um but you could you know you, you could still say transportation is a, a huge part of it and like would would there be a dow jones retail average i feel like not a commercial average just kind of seems too broad like, I, so I just kept coming back to transportation and thinking, I don't know why I thought that, but I very much did just as soon as I read this question. So, okay, we'll go with transportation. So that's very annoying of you, I must say, mm-hmm. to, to have somehow pulled that out of nowhere. Completely Because nowhere. the Dow Jones commercial average would be a perfectly cromulent oh, average yeah. and would represent an even larger sector of the economy because... Mm-hmm. You know, all commercial things. I thought the the ones that I thought plausible would be commercial and agricultural. Because that's uh, got to be a huge, like, you know, when we think of sectors of the economy, I don't necessarily just think of, like, the number of people employed in them, but the sort of the volume of business that they do. And I would okay. think agriculture would have to be, you know, way up there for just the fact of feeding 350 million people or however many mm-hmm. we have. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. I, I, obviously I didn't know this one. Um, 
I I have to suspect that you heard of it somewhere in the mists of time. I, yeah, I would think. Um, because why else would you stick with it that way? Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. Long story short, is I I didn't know this, so I had to guess, and I thought commercial seemed mm-hmm. plausible because we're talking about you know, if you think about large categories, you know, yep. industry, farming. Commerce, like, yeah, you know, I I could see how industry in commerce or commercial, you know, economy would be separate because industrial is manufacturing things, Mm -hmm. um, commercial is buying and selling things, you know, agriculture is creating those commodities that we make things out of, like, Mm -hmm. you know, why wouldn't you do that, Dow Jones? Come on, yeah, just rude, yep, because it was transportation. And utilities. Yeah. yeah. Which is Wild. even weirder to me because how is that even like a stock? Like it, you, so many utilities are public. Like, yeah. Ah, yeah. That's this it's just. just makes me angrier the more I. There are like, you know, Con Edison it. and the like are public companies. Yeah. Yeah. So why are they in the stock, stock market? <laughs> it's very weird. But that's the economy. The economy is weird. Uh, stupid economy. <laughs> the Dow Jones transportation average is, in fact, older than the Dow Jones industrial average. Oh. Yeah. And Walmart is in the industrial uh, average. Whatever. Yeah. So I'm guessing that industrial doesn't necessarily mean produce things. Yeah, I guess not. Weird. Question four asks us for the more common name of the deep sea perch or the slime head fish right and it gives us the clues that the name refers to its color and texture so um that just kind of i, I let my wine, mind wander a little bit about this one um but once i kind of focused on well what colors could you know are in different fish names uh orange roughy came to mind pretty quickly because it had to be you know it can't be like yellowfin tuna because that's there's no texture in there um you know there's all sorts of rainbow trout um doesn't speak to that either um and so yeah i just thought you know commercial fish like orange ruffy doesn't have i feel like the primacy that it used to when we were kids in the 80s i felt like that was on every menu as a seafood option Hmm. back in those days and now I can't remember the last time I saw a restaurant menu that offered it. I don't know exactly how it, it got supplanted by tilapia or something. You know, I'm not sure what. Or people, you know, wanted to have a fish with more flavor like salmon or something. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's been... I feel like I'm the, the Obi-Wan Kenobi gif. It's been a long time since I heard that name. <laughs> Uh, of orange ruffy um but uh yeah it, it came to mind fairly readily once i mm-hmm. focused on the color part of the question yeah. especially um because there's only like so many colors that are going to be in a name of a fish mm-hmm. um yeah. and so I mean, that plus texture part. you get to orange and you're like oh orange ruffy mm-hmm. that's what i put down yeah pretty much same here uh i i was thinking like oh i think i've heard of this and then i got to the color and texture thing i was like oh that's orange ruffy. And I thought, have I heard that orange ruffy is one of those uh, fish that got kind of renamed because 
Because what was what was the other one that? Well, there's a few like Patagonian toothfish. Yeah, became Chilean sea Chilean bass. Sea bass, right? Yes. Yeah, because nobody wanted to eat toothfish. You know. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I also just kind of landed on that and thought, yeah, that fits. Mm-hmm. Do I do I know that this is a uh, a common term for a particular commercial fish? Not really. Mm. Like I I don't I wouldn't know an orange ruffy on sight other than <laughs> that's an orange fish that looks rough. Sure. Yeah. Smoking a little cigarette. Gonna pull a shiv on you. <laughs> yeah, I got a knife. Uh, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll go with Orange Ruffy. This was probably the second uh, most tentative one of the day for me behind transportation. The variant we're talking about is the Orange Ruffian. Yeah, that's right. right. Um, so, but yes, Orange Ruffy was the correct answer. Uh, question five gives us the name of several different grips and asks what sport they're used in. So my first thought was golf. Mm-hmm. This would be a way to grip golf clubs. And then I looked at the the names again and, and kind of tried to think of how these things would look other than the third one, C. Miller, because it was capitalized and very much looks like someone's name. Yeah. Like that was that was named after Bob C. Miller, who figured out the grip or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I figured, okay, one of them is pen hold. And I thought, how to hold a pen? Like this, he says on a non-video <laughs> podcast, making the the the... the thing with his hand where he holds pen and jabs it at something yes, but i should that, add like yeah. he's well, definitely stabbing yes. with a pen and, and i thought well that doesn't look like a way to hold a golf club it doesn't seem like one it seems like something smaller and yet and then i thought shake hand I'm like okay i extend my hand as though i'm shaking it uh, would that be a way to hold a golf club yeah maybe but also something else something kind of uh, smaller would work there and then v grip and then i thought oh i feel like i've heard of this this is the thing where you're holding a ping pong paddle kind of upside down from how normal people do it. Oh, and, that one. And, and also like not, but, but not like the upside down that you're thinking of, but mm-hmm. like just kind of, a, 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 you make a V with your hand facing up and just sort of let the paddle rest in that. I think oh, that okay. is, is kind of the way I thought of it and then sort of hmm. close the hand like that. And so you're, you're really holding more of the paddle than the handle okay. uh, with that. Yeah. Um, and I could be wrong, but it, but I, I had this very, uh, a very clear picture of someone doing that and it looks just entirely incorrect, but <laughs> some people make it work because ping pong's weird like that. Sure. And then I thought back, okay, would a ping pong paddle, would the shake hand work on that? Yeah. Would the pen hold? Oh, definitely. That is definitely a ping pong type grip Mm -hmm. Uh, so i went with table tennis yeah i went with golf because uh i i don't know if you have watched or played enough golf to know how many different weird grips golfers use yeah there's definitely a lot of them yeah you know uh, i don't find it implausible implausible at all that someone could use a pen hold grip particularly for like putting like they do a lot of weird things to try to you know make the pendulum be just perfectly right. smooth or whatever is you're trying to yep. um you know get get a good clean shot there so um i when i came up with golf i was like yeah it's it's definitely that because there you know there's a number of different clubs there's all different you know shots that you're trying to take you know it's um and so i just figured yeah someone has documented the different grips that all golfers have innovated over time and sure. Um, and that people have used, so that's what I put down. But it was table tennis, yeah, or ping pong. 
which is ridiculous. Quite. Question six asks us what nation hosts lemurs and fosses and vangas, oh my, and tomato frogs and <laughs> most of the world's chameleon species. Well, this is Madagascar. Okay. If you see lemurs on a list like this, it's yeah. going to be Madagascar. Yeah. Um, and so I can't remember. We, we had the question recently about um, what was the, the, the slow loris. Yes. Um, which I also sort of associate with that. I, mm -hmm. I don't know if that's where they're from, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and the fact that, you know, ruling out uh, ring-tailed lemurs because it's, you know, the rings around the eyes, not the tail. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, that I, I had lemurs on the brain, I think, from that. Um, and so that plus the Madagascar film franchise, where the right. lemur is just the, yes. a very prominent character in it. Yes. Um, I think chameleons figure in, too. I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, anyway. I've seen much more of the Penguins sub-franchise. True. Than the original Madagascar, so I don't, I don't really, I, I think one of them is a zebra. That's yes. Like, that's like all I can really summon up from like mm -hmm. the original core Madagascar. Oh yeah, the core troop. Madagascar is like, um, the the usual African safari animals you'd okay. expect, like the stereotypical lion, lion, zebra, zebra. I think hippo and giraffe. Oh okay. Are the ones, um, and so. But yeah, but the the lemur kind of gained popularity is that that mm -hmm. uh, making a sort of special appearance character and mm -hmm. people kind of glommed onto it. And I think it's in the Penguin Show, for that matter. Yes, I think the, um, that's the the the, uh, the idiot king and his yes put upon helper and such. Yes, I believe okay. so. Okay. Um, and so, so yeah, between all those things, that's you know that that kind of uh, pinned it to Madagascar for me. Yeah, I don't remember whether it was you or one of the other uh, people who do uh, Substack <laughs> about the, the questions that who specifically called out like, you know, I was thinking lemur, but no, that's from Madagascar, so I went to Loras. Uh, but I, I very I very much remembered that someone had said that, and so that helped me on this. Even though I sure. think I think I remembered the chameleon thing as well. As sure. Like Madagascar is notably full of chameleons compared to everywhere else in the world but yeah this was uh this was easy for me with the lemurs in there right so i've never heard of a fossa or a vanga or even a tomato frog yeah i don't know what I those remember. middle two things are yeah um and the thing that i that also helped clinch it for me is kind of thinking about how uh island countries like that mm -hmm. tend to develop lots of species that are separate from everywhere mm -hmm. else in the world because of the separation by water from right the other land masses yeah, um, divergent evolution yeah uh much like australia new zealand mm -hmm. places like that so yeah. um that made sense to me that they would have this wild diversity of particular creatures um because they just have all these little tiny sub ecosystems mm -hmm. and um and get to evolve like that yep so yeah madagascar was it yep Left me with a whole three on the day, but you... I beard it. Good job. Which, amazing. Quite amazing. This is a tough day, season. I thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know if this just kind of happened to be in my wheelhouse, especially with transportation and the, I guess, the orange roughy one that just kind of popped in there. And Yeah, transportation is really um, one of the impressive ones. I, I mean, someone who's all into business and economics oh, probably yeah. knows this, yeah. but... 
that is not where I place your strings. Yeah, that's I, I don't know I don't know where exactly my business econ score is, but it's not high. Yeah, it's I mine is not great either, and I that's it's probably an area. Well, it's one of those areas that I don't know if I can ever bring myself to improve my abilities yeah. on because it's so dull, you guys. <laughs> You guys who are into finance and <laughs> all this stuff, like, you know, one of our kids is doing AP macroeconomics this term, and I'm just like, oh, you poor. Please, God, you don't poor ask me to help with soul. homework. Yeah, don't even tell me about your homework. <laughs> it's so, it just stabs me in my soul. Um, so, Orange Ruffy is much more, you know, in my wheelhouse there. Sure. Um, and I'm just still actively mad at the ping pong one. I just think that's, you know, it makes me want to to look up lots of golf grip names and try to claim that all of those are used in golf, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but think, no, I won't do that because that's dumb. I think probably the hardest one is going to be the C. Miller. Because mm. you can probably claim that, like, all the other three could be thought of, like, oh, you know, most people call this the whatever, but... You know, it's it's very much like a pen hand mm-hmm. grip or whatever the hell that one was. I mean, I got to tell you, I was joking about doing that. I'm not yeah, going to do that. <laughs> well, I was also joking about C. Miller's first name being Bob. Yes. Yes. Don't anybody quote George on that, as I know you would otherwise be prone to do. Um, but yes, very well played on your part. I am. I'm impressed with the... Got lucky. How that knowledge just came right back to you somehow. So... Um, I did not get lucky, mm. but you know, anything could happen. Yeah. I'm currently sitting out of relegation, so I'm, I'm hopeful, um, as we're getting a little bit later in the season, fingers crossed, you know, hopefully the, we'll, uh, have a nice glide path to staying in a for once. <laughs> that would be nice. So that's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for more post game analysis. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat.